Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode, early edition, for us anyway, episode of On the Range Podcast with Warhog Tactical and Kelly Defense. Wherever you are, thank you for making this party today. I am Mark Kelly, and joined by my co-host and friend, Rick Hogg. How's it going, pal? Man, Mark, it's going great. Um, just want to thank the viewers, listeners out there for giving us your most precious commodity, your time to tune in. Uh, guys, hey, do us a favor. If this is uh, your birthday year, you having going to have or had uh, your birthday, man, do us a favor. Take five seconds. Hit that subscribe button, right? Leave us a rating <laughs> review. And you know what? Versus a thumbs up emoji, leave us a birthday cake. How about that one? So just something a little different spin on there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, guys, just really appreciate your support. Don't forget, check out warhog.com, kellydefense.com. Sign up for our newsletters. Uh, all things Warhog Kelly Defense will be there. Uh, you can check out our industry partners. You can go to our OTR training on demand. Super excited about that. Uh, got some stuff in the editing room that we've got to get ginned up and uh, and stuck in there. But it's kind of your one-stop shop for all your uh, all your training stuff. Um, and uh, don't forget, swing over to uh, Jack Carr's site. I was just uh, on his podcast, so Jack's a good friend of the show. Um, mm -hmm. Man, it was just a great, great time chatting with him. So... Um, we're going to circle back and get him back on our show. Uh, I think we're going to talk. It'll be a Magnum PI special, but I've got <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be a good one. But I got one yeah. more, one more big shout out. So to my Democratic representative, old Linda Sanchez out of uh, California. Hey, I guess your constituents, because you represent your constituents, told you to give the Republican dugout during the baseball game the middle finger. Uh, super classy there, Linda. And uh, mm -hmm. while you're at it, you might want to put a couple miles on the road because you weren't looking too healthy out there. So just uh, <laughs> from the OTR family, our love to you, uh, miles on the road, and uh, add to your fitness. So anyway, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, we love the enthusiasm and we love the uh, the competition. You know, she's taking it serious, apparently. And F fine sportsmanship hey, I'm, right I'm, there. I'm there for the hardware, man. I'm there to win. <laughs> so I get it. But well, uh, yeah, not a, not a real good look. Those cats at a 10-0 a, a blowout, I think it's going to be uh, indicative of what's going to happen here at the uh, midterms, but call me yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. But you said it, brother. It's We just want to thank all of you for joining and spending time with us. It's, uh, it's very humbling, and it's a lot of fun. We're mm -hmm. glad you guys tune in. The Terminal List series that we started last week, we're going to continue that with this week, hopefully. Yep. Uh, we got some stuff going on, but your boys have been busy. Your boys have been out there. You know, Rick, you've been down south a couple times to do some recording. Mm -hmm. You've been on uh, Jack Carr's uh, podcast. Yeah, buddy. You know, we've been doing the Romeo Charlies. We've been doing the OTRs. We've been doing the Vantage Points. We've been doing the Warhog Wars Wisdom, all that you can find at our websites, by the way. You know, you can go back and check out all the past episodes. And that industry partner, mm -hmm. huge, huge savings. Go check them out. And we actually updated the Brute Force bag i, I gotta get a new uh a banner for that but the brute force tactical stuff yep. the it's now otr 15 correct so go on there get yourself an athlete bag we use them all the time they have the mm -hmm. kettlebell bags you know the beautiful thing about that like you know we, we went to the beach this past week beautiful thing you can fold that thing up throw it in your carry-on bag takes up no space get to the beach load that bad boy up with sand and you got yourself mm -hmm. some weight 
to some resistance yeah. training. It's just unbelievable. It, it's super practical. It's great for the first responder and the military stuff. You know, you can daisy change those things and, and do uh, body drags with them. Just mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of cool things you can do with those bags. And they've been a big supporter of, of our outreach with law enforcement. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. But yep. yeah, man, go take advantage of that stuff. Um, there's no reason not to. The Manscaped, we talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Go check that out. I, we don't know how long that Promo code's going to be around, so there's no reason why you shouldn't take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, man, uh, don't, the Patreon don't guys and gals, yeah. man, they've been on there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Don't forget the uh, aim or uh, Warhog Five for five uh, percent off at Aimpoint. So yeah, yeah, uh, that's a big one. Yeah, man. That's a big one, one of one of two codes in the country. So uh, appreciate mm-hmm. their support on that one. And don't forget, guys, we launched the uh, K9 product line. So the in honor of uh, Duca Luplish is now live at Warhog.com. Uh, it's yeah. funny. I put a I put a post out today, I guess, uh, Facebook in their infinite um, AI <laughs> algorithm said, I saw said that. I'm, sell- <laughs> I'm selling firearms and explosives. What it's part a dog of, leash. Yeah. What part of in honor of Duco dog leash don't you people get? So uh, kind of stirred the pot on that. But it, <laughs> it, but but here's the thing. Uh, it brings up a great point because. Mm-hmm. You've got other people now helping out, and really, this whole thing, you know, I got people going, man, I, sh- I should get off social. Dude, if I didn't have a business, I wouldn't be on it, right? I, I wouldn't do half this crap, um, but you're trying to market your business, and it's at an uphill battle anyway, so their artificial intelligence, I don't know where they got I was selling uh, firearms or ammunition or explosives. You violate our principles. Really? A dog leash? In honor of a dog that saved my life. Uh, all right, Facebook. Uh, so, on the odd chance that uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, you might be listening, you might want to pull your head out your ass and uh, get your people on board so that, hey, if a flag does go, how about you get some human eyes on it versus just letting the machine? Anyway, mm-hmm. I, I slightly digress on that one. But <laughs> yeah. Man, that's yep. a lot of housekeeping, but your boys are busy. Dude, we're out here trying to put out some, some decent content. The numbers are, are reflecting that. At least most of you are enjoying it. If you have any mm-hmm. comments or things you want to see, hit us below. Leave us. We try to get to all this stuff. Matter of fact, I think we do a pretty good job uh, mm-hmm. answering that stuff. So we haven't had a lot of uh, nonsense on there. So feel free to jump in there. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, you know, getting back to the brute force guys talking about the outreach and how they support us. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of comments and a lot of content have been coming out concerning law enforcement. And you and I had a conversation about this uh, yesterday mm-hmm. and we were catching up after, you know, uh, Mama Kelly defense and I got back in town and it's a little, it's a little concerning. I think to start the conversation, we do believe that many of the folks who are content creators, influencers, whatever, whatever you want to call them, we do believe especially the ones that we associate with their mm-hmm. hearts in the right place. I, I really sure. believe that they're trying to help. They're trying to be a voice of reason, maybe pointing out some things, but there are some concerns that we have. And I think that's a great place to start about some of the content that's coming out. And Rick and I, we talked about that yesterday. Yeah, buddy, you know, with the whole, and and we're specifically talking about um, Uvalde and kind of everything that, yeah. that went on there. And, you know, everyone's real quick to, to Monday morning quarterback and, you know, one of the prime things I want to hit is, um, you know, they hit one of the officers up. Hey, man, what's he doing on his phone? Well, perfect example. Kinda, right. Th- then it kind of circled back. 
we didn't even let the dust settle, right? And, and we're already Monday morning quarterbacking. And then come to find out that very officer was texting his wife who was in that classroom when all that mayhem was going on. You know, and then, of course, I, I don't know that there was ever really a public apology to him. Um, but, you know, when me and Mark were talking, it, it's one thing to say, well, they should have done this and they could have done that. Okay, how about this? Let's look at presenting some solutions to the problem. All right. My personal belief is everyone involved needs to go to, you know, a third party independent um brief or, or not brief, but like a debrief, right? And just give their piece of the story. Because I personally believe, is there some officer responsibility? Sure. But I got a funny feeling there's more to this than what meets the eye. And I have a feeling it's department policy. Because let's think about it for a minute. It starts on the onset before he even gets into the building. An officer outside has the ability to take a shot, but has to radio or get permission to engage this individual. So that right there throws up some flags to me going, does the department have some weird policy that we all don't know about? I, I don't know. But if we bring these officers in, you know, via a third party and just question them um, anonymously, hey, man, you're officer one. They don't need to know what your name is or anything. And just, hey, tell me what went on. Why didn't you do this? You know, just ask some questions and, and pull some info. Because it might not be these guys' fault. Maybe it is. And I got it. Some people are going to say, hey, they should have went. I'm with you. However, you have to understand, for those of you that, that work with law enforcement, you'll understand this completely. They get liability pushed down their throat. They get policy pushed down their throat. You do this, it's going to happen, yada, yada, yada. And I got it. You know, As a non-LEO, because I'm not a law enforcement officer by trade, I just train these guys. I'm around them enough. And Mark, please chime in if I say anything incorrect. But at the end of the day, these guys are doing a job. And in a lot of cases, when I talk to some of these officers, hey, I should have done this, but I didn't. Well, why didn't you? And when you finally pull the truth out, I was afraid of being sued. I was afraid of going to jail. I was afraid of doing this, 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 this. And I got it. And people are going to say, well, that's that's crap, man. They just should have. I'm not arguing they should have. they should have done something. I'm not arguing that point at all. But I think it's a bigger problem when we look at us as a society in the United States right now. Being a law enforcement officer is not a favorable place to be. You don't have any support from, uh, and I'll say this for the majority, for the majority of your departments, there's no hierarchy support. Your politicians are going to throw you under the bus. You know, every time you turn around, it's like badmouth the cops this, can't do this, don't do this. You know, it's just, it's ridiculous what stressors these guys are under just from their own internal departments. And that's not even including going out there. And, you know, we were talking about this the other day, Mark. Everyone's going to bring up training. And, and trust me, 100%, I'm all about training. But again, it's trying to, where do you plug in the time? How do you get the resources, all this other stuff? And, you know, we were saying, hey, man, just think about this. If you're a department that still does the classic roll call, during that roll call window, you, you gather these guys every shift. You could take five or 10 minutes and do something, do some dry fire training, right? Practice, hey, man, clear out your guns. Here's your safe area. Hey, man, we're going to just draw from the holster a couple of times. Just work that piece out. Hey, maybe the next day we're going to do some tourniquet training. Hey, maybe we're just going to flow with our finger guns how to clear a room. I, I mean, there's so many things you can do 
and in the army was called hip pocket training that I think LEOs can be doing. And I, I hear it like my canine guys, man, you're with your partner all the time, man. We only get one day a week to train or, right. or what we're not, what, not even a week. It's like one day a month, whatever it is. Right. Dude, you can train that guy every single day, right? You got to break in your shift. Nothing's going on. Work some obedience, do something. The same thing, you know, we just have to figure out, we got to change this mentality of I have to go to a specific training site to train. No, you don't. You can train all the time. Think about this. If you understand the concept of room clearing, I can basically train myself to room clear every time I'm walking into a room before I get into that threshold. Boom. Quick snapshot. Is it corner center fed? And then I don't have to make a hard clear my corner. I can make an easy step, throw my eyes to the corner. Dude, I'm, I'm training that piece so it should just flow automatically. And I think here's the biggest thing is just everyone's, you know, everyone wants to go to the officers and say, hey, they should have, should have, should have. And I'm not, I think we've beat that dead horse, but let's look at what's some solutions. Um, here's my thing. How do we curb all this mass shootings we have going on in this country? A uh, couple things. Number one, we've got a, a mental health crisis that's out of control. Okay. Without a doubt. I personally believe a lot of it stems from the stupid magic box that just pumps you full of this garbage information, but that's mm -hmm. here or there, you know, that's, that to me is number one, but we're looking at this, I think in a kind of wrong perspective where we're going straight to the officers and going, Hey, they need to do this, this, and this. Okay. Yes, they do. However, let's back up from at least a military standpoint. Let's look at these schools. They're soft targets. What are we doing? You, you know, since Columbine, let's think about it. What have we actually done to harden our school structures? You know, so we're going to sit there and go, all right, we know we don't have the time to get our officers trained up to this very high point. Can we not harden these, these schools? Can we not make it harder for these bad guys to get into? You know, that's kind of step number one. Let's think about that. Uh, step number two, we never talk about the communication side and how that whole piece transformed, okay? I think you've got to get your dispatchers involved because, again, they're putting out information to these guys that's critical. Have they ever rehearsed it? Do they know what they're doing? Can they get that piece running before they can actually get um, – oh, what do they call it, Mark? I'm drawing a blank. The, um, the site um, – the command center, the command post – on site before yeah, that thing gets set up or whatever they call it. Yeah. Right. Before that thing set up, it's the dispatchers kind of working the pieces, right? Okay, cool. Uh, between the dispatchers and the individual officers, what are the layouts of these schools? Do we have them? And now I know some departments, dude, they've got them. They've got, you can sit there, there's floor plans, there's everything, you know, and they've got it on these little department phones and they can pull it up and boom, they know exactly what's up. But let's say you're, you know, you're not a high-end municipality that has big, deep pockets. That's cool. Get your old three-ring binder and somebody figure out the floor plans of them schools. Have you know have them labeled with room numbers. So when they go, hey, man, we're getting a call from room 101. That's where the shooter's at. Or he just passed that. Where's 101? You know, in some of these places, you might have multitudes of schools. But here's the other part. It goes back to... Um, 
and I slightly digress off the communication piece, but think about this. How many officers during the day are just making a pit stop? They're still on call. They're still doing their business and just go walk through the schools. Have they actually placed any feet inside these schools to walk around? So let's think about it. If I've got not only the school resource officer, who I believe his car should have a parking spot right by the front door, um, but now we've got patrol officers going in and out, you don't think people are going to notice that? You don't think people are going to say, hmm, probably not the place I need to go. But getting back to my communication piece, you know, you've got to get these guys involved as well. So, you know, when you're doing, if you even are doing, uh, any type of realistic training, you got to get the comms people involved so that they can do that initial comms call and work that coordination piece. And you've got some some agencies that do it great. You got some that just the passage of information. Hey man, what are we doing? What's our brevity codes? What's this? Hey, if I sit there and go, hey man, I've got three officers ending the north side of school X. Where's the north side? Do they even know? You know, Roger that. You right. should be entering entering north side. Uh, you're gonna start the um, that's the alpha wing starting at the 100 series rooms. Uh, Roger that, you know, something, uh, have we done a comms check to even see if our radios will transmit out of these schools? Some of these schools are big. That's a lot of concrete and metal. Is, is your comms even getting out? I, I don't know. Have we tested it? I, I don't know. And then we go down, you know, kind of back onto that individual officer responsibility. Dude, guys, if you're out there on patrol, swing by the schools. And here's the thing. If you want some training, check it out. The summertime, then things are vacant. <clears throat> Excuse me. Nighttime, then things are vacant. You can you can work opportunities to do some training in those schools. But yeah, I, I, I haven't heard anybody else looking at kind of a three-tiered approach to this whole school safety. And that's what I'll call it, just school safety, right? You look at most municipalities. I, I hate to say it, man. That school resource officer. He's not the guy that I want defending my kids because I can tell you this. I'll call a spade a spade, right? Uh, Kermelin County, try to offer them free training. They've yet to take me up on it. Oh, well. But when uh, my kids were going to school and at the high school, uh, let's just say this officer did not appear in that high moment of stress that he would be able to do anything to take care of my kids. And I made sure to look at him. I said, hey, dude. Don't have me come up here and finish something you can't. And I'm not trying to be an ass. I'm just trying to drive the point home. I, I, we look at these school resource officers as a place just to leave, you know, settle the dude that, hey, man, maybe he's not performing. Maybe he's not doing well. Hey, what's the chance of him actually doing anything? Are we actually giving these guys any training? You know, let's think about it. You've got some of these hallways 100 plus meters in length. You think he's going to take a pistol shot 100 meters and hit anything but an innocent bystander? Nope. Does he get a patrol rifle? I, I, I don't know. These are just questions I'm asking, right? Because it's easy to go shoulda, coulda, woulda. But really, I think each department, each municipality needs to take a step back and really unpeel the onion here and go, all right, are we truly set up for success if something were to happen and, you know, defend these kids? Yeah. I'd say first and foremost, most of these schools are not hardened. Strike number one. You know, do we have a good comms plan and, and layout um, of the schools? I will say I've witnessed firsthand there are some departments out there that are spot on. They're using technology to their advantage, and they got some stuff going 
spot on for them. But, you know, I'll ask officers, hey, man, draw me a floor plan of one of the high schools in town or the high school or whatever you got. But I don't know. <laughs> Come on, man. How hard is it to sit there and, and call dispatch? Say, hey, man, do you go into the school for five minutes? And then, oh, by the way, when you're in there, just do a quick, when you're in the center somewhere, just do a comms check. You know, just go, hey, man, just checking comms. You know, does it work? Does it not? I, I don't know. But I, I just think we need to look at this thing at a little bit broader stroke than just sitting there going, hey, let's take these guys and throw them under the bus. I, I don't know. I think I think if you had an independent um, review board, my gut tells me, Mark, and, and I'd love to hear your comments on this, that there's probably something at that department that drove them cats potentially not to do, you know, do something. You yeah. Know, and there's definitely something, definitely something there that this, hey, wait for TAC to get here. I mean, I, I don't know where that came from. That's a lot now. That's a mm -hmm. lot. There's a lot of things that are being driven home that you got to wait for someone else to come take care of this when this is the exact opposite. The ones that are ended successfully usually are ended within a minute to yeah. be 100% off by the first person who's there or first persons who shows up. Mm -hmm. And you're right. You can't, there's no time to wait there. And for some reason, Hey, wait for SWAT to get there. No, that's, that's the wrong answer. Wrong answer. And I don't know where that come from, but you make a great point that these are solutions that are implemented, implementable mm -hmm. with little resources and can be done on a daily basis and could be ingrained into their, Hey, pick a building in your, um, uh, you know, office building. It doesn't have to be an office uh, school. It could be an office building, mm -hmm. go up there and do some kind of recon, check your comms, make sure they work. See how the, the numbers, what's the best way to get up. If you can't use the elevator, all mm -hmm. those kind of things, it takes just minutes to do. And people can do that during their shift yep. in their beat. Then they can come back and brief everybody at roll call the next day. It's, mm -hmm. it's literally that simple. That, those are the things that are being missed on from some of these content creators where well, they need training. They need some scenario-based training. They need to have reps and reps and reps. Well, we've talked about this too, Rick. You content creators that think that it's that simple to do, to set up a labor-intensive scenario-based training and to present that to an entire police department. Now, you maybe these guys are working with 20-man departments. Yeah, you could probably do that. You could probably take five, snatch five guys and then who have a low crime rate, by the way, in that jurisdiction mm -hmm. and put them through reps, reps and reps. How are you going to do that with a thousand man department? How are you going to do yeah. that? If you if you can only get 15 to 20 in a classroom or in that training area per day, we're talking 100 days. Mm -hmm. You still got quals day. You still got, mm -hmm. you know, I know every, we, you and I agree quals is just a testing time. It's not mm -hmm. really a training day, but you still yeah. got to get it in. Yeah. So there's there's another there's 200 days of training right there. Mm hmm. How's it going to happen? The 911 calls are still coming in. So all, all these guys that are out there, these content creators, we, they need more training. Are they just trying to capitalize on this tragedy, Rick? Do you think that's what it is? Or you think they just don't I, haven't been around that world enough yet to realize that logistically it's damn near impossible to get these guys reps, 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 multiple days out of the year. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's almost impossible. And and that's the whole thing. I think that's the the key part, right? So I always caveat, I am not a law enforcement law enforcement officer by trade. I am not. I just train enough of them and I understand kind of the the dramas that they go through. So it, it's all time. And, and that's what, mm -hmm. and, and here's the other thing. So now you got to sit there because again, we're in a country that is starting to swing back, but it's very much like defund the police, defund the police. Okay, cool. 
So now when are we going to do this training? Right. Are you going to, are you going to pull a guy, you know, from his vacation day and say, Hey, you're, you're giving, or his, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, his day off and go, Hey, you're giving me a day for training. They're going to be like, I don't want to be here. They're not going to give you effort. Right. Yeah. Um, but then where's the money that's going to comp all of that? Because you, you got to pay him for the day, you know, so you want to mm -hmm. do a day of training. Okay, cool. They're not on the beat. Who's covering that shift. Do you even have the manpower to do it? I mean, some of these departments, man, they are running at bare bones. Oh, yeah. I, I can't even say minimums because it's below minimums, right? Oh, they're way below minimums. What you have, one officer per uh, resident, it, it, the numbers are just out of control, man. And that's the part. It's easy to sit there and go, they need more training. Trust me, I'm with you. I, I would not. They right. do need more training. Okay. But where do you plug it in? And I think that's the key thing. So if you want to look at this, at the training, what are we doing at the at the uh, academies? We have them there, right, before we actually inject them out in the street. And, and I got it. You're pumping them full of all kinds of other stuff as well. Do you add an additional week in there, potentially? Two weeks? You know, I'd say probably two to one enhance their firearms training. I'd get everyone patrol rifle qualified. And then, oh, by the way, get them a good solid foundation on how to do some room clearing. And yeah. the problem is, I'm going to be honest, man, you know, your average department does not do a good job when it comes to clearing rooms. And then mm -hmm. they want to get hesitant, you know, well, you're a special operations guy. You're an army guy. You just you just throw grenades and, and spray everybody. It's like, no, dude, I was trained for surgical shooting. Okay. Trained not to shoot. You got to sit there, process the target, process that room. Hey, man, do you want deadly force? Yes or no? Nope. Move on to the next one. Yes, you're getting the gas. Nope. It, it, I mean, it's just there's got to be a mind a mind shift change in the law enforcement community, right? We're coming off of 20 years of combat. That is extensive experience when it comes to gunfighting, doing surgical-type shooting, close-quarters combat, in that tight room, in those tight confines, how to get that done. We have developed tactics, techniques, and procedures that are proven that will bring men home that can easily be implemented for our law enforcement community. Barring, but but we've got to we've got to change that whole piece as well, right? So you know as well as I, and I see it all the time. I go out to these police rangers and it's like no loaded weapons past this point. But excuse me? Or here's your clearing barrel or whatever, right? And I'm like, you trust these guys. 364, except for the day you ask them to come out to the range, and typically it's not even a, a training day. It's a qual day, so that's just a test day. So you're not even giving them any type of training throughout the year, but you don't even trust them to have loaded firearms when they come to the range. What, what's that telling you about the program right there? So that's telling me a couple things. I would like to see, hey, at the academy level, check it out. If a guy doesn't pass firearms, hey, dude, nothing personal. You know, pack your bags because you're going to be a liability down the road. Give them all the proper training that you can. But if they're not grasping the concept, hey, man, maybe get some training and come back later on. I I, I don't know. Yeah. But I would rather have 20 stallions than just 100 whatever just going through the motions. I want the quality guys. And I think we just need to be a little more selective. And I got it. This day and age is difficult. 
we're we're in a society that hey man there's no winners and losers but we care about how many people are following us on the interwebs it just doesn't doesn't make sense right yeah but i i think it with some changes between how people view law enforcement officers with some changes at the departments at the hierarchy level where they're supporting their guys with some changes at the academy level giving these guys a better solid foundation continuing training you know throughout their duty days duty weeks you know try to plug in what makes sense when you can with the number of people you got hopefully the ranks will start to grow people will want to start coming back into law enforcement because you've got people now that they call 911 good luck mm-hmm. you know you had a yeah. uh, you just had on the news man a 93 year old gentleman had to use deadly force right he was repeatedly um a victim of robbery and these guys broke into the house started throwing stuff at him he was in fear for his life and he blasted these dudes you know i, I mean that's that's the point we're at so if we want to see change we as Americans need to change our attitude towards these law enforcement officers need to support them. Right. Don't be some punk in New York that decides, Hey, you want to go beat up a cop? You know, where's the rest of everyone else that was sitting there videoing it to get in there and help. If you're out there videoing something, shame on you, man, help out. And if you can't help, then get out of the way. You better be on that phone calling somebody or doing something, but yeah, People are too busy wanting to sit there and, and whip their phones out and grab a video for something. Um, <clears throat> although I will say I did see something where uh, some bystanders were trying to help an officer that was shot. Um, I don't know why his one tourniquet wasn't working, stopping a, a leg wound, but here nor there. But my point being is we just need to change our mentality as a country. Support our LEOs. They're there for you. You know, this whole concept of they're bad. Nope. Because trust me, middle of the night when things go bang, everyone wants them there. When you're in a pinch, everyone wants them there. When your kid's school is being shot, you want them there. So how about we turn around and we support them? We look at what their policies and procedures are. Say, hey, man, I shouldn't need hierarchy approval to enter the structure and go save lives. It, it, yeah. But if we're not ingraining that to them, I don't think, you know, we're not doing anyone any justice. So yeah, that's just kind of my two cents in a quick, you know, quick roll. Yeah. And, and kind of getting back to the content creators and a lot of the guys, you know, there's no, no reason to name names, but some of the folks we really respect, mm-hmm. really respect and really want to hear their opinion. They got some really good content, but some of it just felt, it, it felt like they were just, Hey, come watch this video. Watch me bash the cops. Mm-hmm. And you and I have said it multiple times. Some of the things that we we've seen and we've heard, indefensible, absolutely mm-hmm. indefensible. Yep. But you got to ask yourself: Is your content at all being detrimental to those who weren't involved in that department or law enforcement as a whole? Because I can tell you right now, <laughs> when we were in the service, ninety-five percent of the time we were training, and then five percent mm-hmm. were operational. Right. Mm-hmm. Flip that around. That's law enforcement. Ninety-five percent, you're operational. Five percent of the time, probably less, you're training. It, so you have to make the most of five percent if you're lucky. Yeah, if you're lucky, and and that's yeah. why we're we're presenting the solution of bolster this roll call stuff. 
mm-hmm. bolster the mentality of getting training when you can if you don't have a radio call. Because mm-hmm. here's the bottom line. We can't, you and I, and I think most people agree, we can't just get rid of all of them. That's not no. the solution. We can't just yeah. get rid of all of them, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there's some of them, they should turn in their badges now. Yeah, you know what? I'm not going to argue that at all. But what I, I am saying is we can't get rid of the police department as we know. We just can't. Even the, mm-hmm. the current administration is saying that, right? Mm-hmm. But the numbers are so low. When you hear someone that you truly respect bashing the cops, mm-hmm. is that going to teeter someone who's a good candidate and was interested in law enforcement to possibly not join? Maybe. Because I'm going to tell you right now, in the early 90s when they started the crime bill, Bill Clinton mm-hmm. started the crime mm-hmm. bill and started saying, hey, we need to attack this crime. We're there, bro. We're there. Yeah. This crime is out of control. And the the idea that you can get away with it, no one's going to do anything, is high as hell. Mm-hmm. They added 700,000 cops. Now, back then, mm-hmm. everybody loved the police. Yeah. Everybody loved the police. You know, TJ Hooker and all these guys are out there. <laughs> everybody, wanted to, everybody wanted to go in there and be a cop. Yeah. Bro, if I had a nickel for every time, if I'm at an event right outside my doorstep at the office because we're downtown, mm-hmm. and someone comes by and says, hey, fuck you, police. If I had a nickel, you, you'd be you'd be you would be surprised how much money I have. I'm telling you, it happens every day to almost mm-hmm. every cop. Who wants yeah. to deal with that? Nobody. Nobody. So no. you have the ones who are on the on the fence, and now you got some guy that's you know great background, military guy, can really teach people stuff, saying bad things about cops and police and how they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Dude, we are never. Not only are we not going to even be close to bolstering our police department. We're not even going to maintain minimums. It's going to be so bad that when your grandma calls 911, no one's coming. Yeah. It's getting there, guys. It's freaking getting there. And and that's why I, I just think, <clears throat> you know, if we're going to sit there and say whatever, right? So if we're going to AAR one of these events, cool. Let's kind of let wait, wait for the dust to settle, get some more information, and then let's kind of draw our facts. But if you're going to say, you know, here's a prime example. Show them dudes turn their badges in. I'm going to say this. I I would like to see this. Somebody, let's get down to the facts and go, what's their policy? Because trust me, I know what policy can do to these cats' heads, and I think that's what a lot of people don't get. Did that department have a policy on whatever? I I, I don't know. Now, I'm going to say this. If you are a law enforcement officer and listen to my voice and something goes down, and you think you're going to violate your policy and you act anyway and something gets in a pinch, call me. I will back you, okay? Because that's what we need. We need to have that mentality where, yes, this is kind of the policy. I got it. Sometimes you can't change. If people are being killed, go act. I I, I don't care. I got it. Your policy might be, hey, man, we don't do nothing without a partner. You know what, dude? Go. Get in there find that shooter and stop him and if your chief or something wants to have some dramas call me we'll have a chat i will back you that's my word to you and that's we've got to get more on that basis where you know we're backing these cats because i don't think my personal belief and mark we were talking about this before the number of cops that should have done something but didn't especially when it comes to deadly force encounters right well, I could have shot old boy. Well, why didn't you? Yeah. And and you you extract the truth. I was afraid of going to jail. I was afraid of being sued. I was afraid of losing the house. 
And, and I got it. People are going to say, dude, that's crap. That's the world these guys live in. That's their world. And until we as a society change the way we think, the way we perceive them, the way these departments treat them, it, it's going to stay like that. Yeah. So you got to get on board, America. You've got to support yeah. these guys. And that's where the change is going to happen. But you've also got to harden the schools and you got to get comm centers involved. So there's clear, concise information being put out during these events. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you it's it's so bad. You have someone that's involved in an incident where shots were fired and the guy was sh uh, the uh, the suspect was shot in the arm or in the leg. Mm -hmm. You'll actually hear reports. Oh, this officer did a great job. He just wounded him. He winged him. No, that's poor shot placement. It, yeah. Deadly that's force, what that is. Deadly force is deadly force. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that, and, that's and, that's the way I see it. But that's that's <laughs> the mentality of everybody. And, you know, here's another thing, too. These content creators hey guys, you know what? I know most of you, your heart's in the right place. What about that two year rookie that's in that police department now that's got to make a radio run right now? How do you mm -hmm. think they feel? How do you think they feel right now? And you're like, well, I don't care. Or, you know, they shouldn't be cops. Well, that person who who says that about the policy and they didn't act, they, they shouldn't be cops. Okay, well, who's going to take their place? Mm -hmm. This guy's a good cop or this gal's a good cop. Mm -hmm. We need to start thinking about them. And and you you made a great point earlier about having someone get with these these guys who are who are left over after this all clears out. And it's going to be a it's going to be a bloodbath. DOJ mm -hmm. is going to be that third that independent party. You they, and I both they, know that they they can't be right. DOJ it needs to be an independent third yeah. party. Totally cut away from any type of DOJ law enforcement ties, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, because oh no, I agree. Not, I just I think that they're going to be involved. Well, they shouldn't. My opinion is they shouldn't at current. No, they shouldn't. Right? They they because <clears throat> let's be an honest broker. What's DOJ done here recently? Nothing. No. Nothing. Right. So get them out of the equation. Get that third party where these guys can speak freely. You want you want the people in that third party to have some type of law enforcement, at least a quasi-experience or knowledge so they can ask some of the hard questions, right, or know what questions to ask. Hey, man, what is your department's policy on entering, you know, an active shooter scene? I, I, I don't know. Has anyone even asked that? And, and I got it. Who, you know, let's let's – back up the reels right who told these guys not to act because let's think about it man right you want to throw them under the bus but this this it's been going around wait for the tag team wait for the tag team wait for the tag team i i, I got I it these guys they're they're no different than joe right they're going to kind of do what they're told now do i agree with it i i don't but this is this is the world we live in man yeah. You got the you got these guys backpedaling and then when they don't act you want to sit there and crucify them and I'm like, "Hey man, let's change the narrative. Let's you know, these cats that are sitting there, you know, beating up cops, telling cops to screw off, think they can do whatever they want. Why aren't we doing something there? I mean, our, our judicial system is broke, right? We got to fix that before we can start addressing some of these other issues. So just my yeah. two cents, just my two cents on and, that. And, you know, you and I spend a lot of time with these guys and we get free training. 
mm -hmm. give free training. We do everything we can behind the scenes to get folks to jump on board, like great companies like Brute Force and Kill Cliff. And we put mm -hmm. on free training and we yeah. talk to basics and, you know, we tell these guys how much we appreciate them. Now, some of these guys are going on these national news networks. You know, I support the police, but, and then they go into bashing them. Come on, man. It, I, I hope you think, I hope you're helping. I just, I've seen some of these interviews. It is freaking ridiculous. They, they throw out all kinds of stuff where they don't even have time to get their normal training in that's required mm -hmm. by the state. That is nonsense. Yeah. How are they going to get the stuff that they need and do hundreds of reps? It's not going to happen. So we need to come up with solutions. And Rick, you outlined a bunch of them that we talked about yesterday mm -hmm. that we think can raise the level of proficiency without minimal resources and time being allotted because you still got to give these guys days off. You have yeah. to. Yeah. We, there's, there's police officers that are turning down hundreds of dollars an hour to work events. They're like, I'm not going to stand there and be bad mouthed. Mm -hmm. Tell someone, tell me to go F off every five seconds. Yeah. Old ladies, not just men, old ladies yeah. looking at you like everybody you're, you're disgusting. Everybody. everybody. It's yeah. absolutely ridiculous. And you content creators that, that do that stuff. I'm telling <laughs> you, you're part of this problem. Now, like we said, some of the things we've saw and heard are we've seen and heard are indefensible and they need to be addressed and it needs to be talked about. Mm -hmm. But it's got to be in the context of helping. Present solutions. Getting that police to present solutions. No one ever does that. Mm -hmm. If you're not doing this, then you're you're wrong. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Come on. You think these cops don't want most of them. You think these they don't want to be the most proficient and and best police officer that they can be. Of course they do. Sure. Of course they do. So let's let's help. Let's help. And, yeah. you know, the, the roll call piece, you know, we talked about that's where you have everybody in one room mm -hmm. and start feeding them stuff and get that mentality of training, you know, yeah. bust it, out if a training aid and, and do it. If you're an agency that does the roll call, you know, yeah. by all means, um, if you're not, hey, man, wherever you're, um, you know, either headquarters, annex, whatever you have, barracks, whatever your piece of your pie is. Hey, man, swing by here for five minutes and do X or whatever. I, I, I don't know. But some of those problems, you know, they're going to have to figure out internally just how they do business. But yeah. it's a solution. It's a solution, man. It's just not, yeah. you know, again, how are we getting a thousand guys through, you know, some type of realistic force on force training? Dude, that's... You know, you, you, if you can a, get it, if you can get one in once a year, that's doing something. Yeah. And it needs to be done. But like you said, those other training opportunities, you know, pulling out the back in the day, pulling out the soldier manual or the ranger handbook mm -hmm. and coming up with a piece of, of training it, out of your hip pocket is the way to go. I, I know you all got caution tape in the back of your cars, right? Mm -hmm. Go, go out in the security of your freaking parking lot or wherever your safe spot is, right? You can lay some caution tape on the ground. Make you a corner and center fed room, right? Mm -hmm. And you, and you can use your air finger gun to yep. present in to go. Hey man, how am I clearing this thing? Right? Take you five minutes. How much better are you there than you were yesterday? Uh, again, it's how can I get better? Just one percent each day. Maybe I yep. work some firearm stuff today and some room clearing tomorrow and some first aid the next day and then circle back that sequence. However you want to do it, I, I don't care. But where am I going to be? you know, next week, next month, next year, that God forbid something should happen again. But we have got to change the mentality in this country, first and foremost. Yeah. And then, and then we'll get things, you know, 
circle back around. Yeah. So anyway, good show, man. Good topic. Yeah, you know, we're, we're just trying to trying to get some tools into the hands of these law enforcement officers and, and shed a little light and maybe the content creators will get all upset with us. But, uh, sometimes I think what they say and, and how they're acting about it isn't helping. I think it's making it worse. Mm -hmm. Um, present, present solutions, present solutions. Don't just try to get uh, some, uh, some clickbait for your, for your following or whatever, you know, try to try to help. Don't just, Mm -hmm. you know, continue to bash these guys. Cause like you said, we gotta, we still have officers that are in that area who weren't there or didn't have anything to do with it. And they're mm-hmm. still trying to do the best they can. And, and you don't want to make that harder on them. So, yeah, buddy. so anyway, guys, make sure that you go by warhog.com and kellydefense.com, especially with the industry partners and save yourself a boatload of cash. You got the, the Duco leash out there in honor of Duco mm-hmm. leash. Got one myself right here. Yeah. Bam. It's got there that little go, uh, retention, retention Bun- band. So the bungee cord, man. Nice little package, the bungee cord. Yep. I love it. Mar- uh, make sure you go mark check my, that out. Go ahead. Mark my words, buddy. You're going to see the industry start stealing that thing and be like, hey, where'd you get the <laughs> idea for the bungee cord? I yeah. Wonder. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you've been out, you've been outside of your, uh, your little world every now and then you might figure out some stuff on your own and come up with things like that. So that, that you know, while you're there, design, make, design and combat, but that's here and there. That's, yeah. Yeah. Make sure you go to OTR Training on Demand, your one-stop video training catalog. Click on there. You can stream, download, keep it forever. Also, you can always join our Patreon group at patreon.com forward slash on the range podcast. Great group of guys and gals, international group. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think we have a Zoom call coming up this week. So if you sign up now, you can get in on that Zoom call this coming week. Yeah, buddy. Have yourself some fun. Yeah. You know, the Romeo Charlie's been a big hit. I don't know if we're going to do one this week, but we're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I haven't, uh, a lot of people have been busy this weekend. It was, a you know, Jason was out there doing some shooting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to hear him talk about that, but, uh, yeah, get him on there. And I also want to highlight this. If you, if you are a red dot owner and you are a practitioner of all these things that we're talking about, you want to consider getting with Aimpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they make great stuff. You know, Rick, Rick and I banged ours around when, you know, and they've never failed us, you know, the battery life, you know, you got to keep an eye on that, but everything else is just great. I've never lost, you know, significant loss of a zero banging it around and, and not treating these things nice. And yeah. every time I've, I've needed it, it's, uh, it's worked. So make sure you check out that promo code that Rick got only two in the country. Mm-hmm. One of them belongs yep. to Rick. It's Warhog two G's, the number five, there Warhog you go, buddy. five. So get Bam. yourself one of those aim point acros. I still got to get me one of those. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Retails for suckers, guys. Make sure you use <laughs> promo codes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, the In Honor of Duco project, do you have any events coming up? I want to hit on that real quick. We haven't talked about that a lot. Um, so not really. I mean, so our next event will be um, November 12th down in Covington, Louisiana. That's our big annual fundraising gala. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If you're interested in, in, uh, you know, being a part of that, um, you know, reach out and try to pass some details on that. But yeah, it's, that's our big fundraising deal. Um, but then we've got, uh, our ongoing canine documentary we're working on. So still trying to listen, if you can hear my voice, if you know of a world war two canine handler, if you know of somebody that was in World War II that was around a dog, did anything with a dog, saw a dog, something. I mean, that, that's the point we're at. Um, and I hate to say it, but I think we've lost that history. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping we can, I'm hoping, uh, dude, 
if somebody hits me up and says, Hey man, I've got uh, a handler, dude, I will launch a film crew out there that day, man. Um, that's how important this, this history is, but same thing with Korea and Vietnam, you know, we're trying to just capture this history. Um, there might be some, I'm not going to let all the cats out of the bag, but there might be some big stuff coming up here shortly. Um, when it comes to military working dog stuff. So we'll keep you posted on that, but I appreciate all the support. Really. Um, all of you that have, have, uh, bought a leash, do me a favor. Don't forget, leave us a rating or, or leave us a rating, leave us a review, uh, on the website. Super easy to do. Um, it just helps other people know, Hey man, you know, what's going on. A couple of you've already have done that. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you for helping me keep Duco's memory alive. I mean, couldn't do it without you guys. And, uh, real at the end of the day, tell your friends, tell your family, share this episode episodes, let them know all the things that on the range podcast is into. And, you know, just appreciate all your support guys. Yeah, man. We're on Vimeo fire TV, mm -hmm. Amazon echo and Alexa devices anywhere that the audio podcasts are consumed. You can find yeah. us. So go yeah, to that buddy. Alexa and say, Hey, play on the range podcast. You're going to hear us. <laughs> so great episode pal let's do yeah, it buddy. again and uh, again like like i said we're going to talk terminal list again coming mm -hmm. up in the next few shows a yeah, lot buddy. of fun we'll review one of the scenes from episode one so yeah, everybody man. go out there have a great day be safe leave us a comment below take care guys see you rick see you bud